Our conversation with the candidates continues here on AM Quincy for the city election coming up on November the 7th. And this time we welcome to the program Ward 2 City Council candidates, Richard Ash, to tell us a little bit about himself and his campaign. Richard, good to see you again. Good to see you too, Joe. How are you? Oh, doing well. Thanks for the opportunity to let folks know who Richard Ash is and why you're running for Ward 2 City Council seat. And thanks for the platform. We've got 55 days until the election. Was that all? Not, not that you're counting, right? <laughs> Xing them out on the calendar as you No, uh, <laughs> the process has been just as um, uh, exciting, I, I think. Um, it truly has been the last four months. It's been very exciting, uh, good, great conversation. So as excited as I am for November 7th or as, or as stressed out <laughs> or however you want to put it, um, I'm excited about the next eight weeks as well. So for folks who don't know, Richard, who is Richard Ash? Tell us uh, your story. Um, I am a lifelong Quincy Point resident, lifelong Ward 2 resident. Uh, I grew up on Graham Street, um, and I currently own a home on Mount Street. Um, I am a local attorney. I work for a medium-sized law firm, uh, Baker, Braverman, Barbadoro, and Crown Colony. <coughs> Practice civil litigation and family law. Uh, my civil litigation cases range from personal injury to insurance defense, uh, contract disputes, probate disputes, um, and some, some zoning appeals as well. Land use, um, which I think positions, positions me nicely for a lot of the, the land issues and zoning issues that we have in front of us in the city right now. Sure. Um, and I am, have been involved in the past with a number of nonprofits in the city, uh, namely the president of the Ward 2 Civic Association. I did just step down um, in order to, to run for the seat. That, that's kind of a formality. Uh, but I've held that position for three years, um, involved with the Quincy Dems, an ambassador for the Quincy Chamber of Commerce, um, big proponent of small businesses, and um, also the president of Quincy Pride. So the, the, the diversity and inclusion issues are, are front and center for me as well. And your um, your family has long history in Quincy Point, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, my great-great-grandparents migrated to Winter Street in the early 1900s. Uh, the story seems to change every time I hear it. But, <laughs> as um, those typically do, yeah. <laughs> but um, they migrated from Lebanon to Winter Street in the early, the early 1900s. Uh, my grandfather, A, worked for Boston Gearworks. Uh, my great, uh, some of my uh, relatives, cousins, second cousins worked at the shipyard. Um, a, a nice, uh, of course, closeness to the to history and trajectory of Quincy Point. Um, my grandmother, uh, Bernice, everybody knows her as Chicky. Um, I f she passed four years ago, and um, after that, I felt this this big weight to carry on, kind of that that legacy and that work. She was a community staple and an advocate for years and years. Um, and it's been really nice revisiting all of that over the last four months of campaigning. I've been a beneficiary of Chickie's uh, <laughs> sweet treats for many years. Oh, and that's, uh, did you pick up the? Did you get the seven layer bars, or did you get? Uh, <laughs> did you get the angel food cake? The seven layer bars. They were always both sugar free somehow. But oh, I still yeah, no. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> have you picked up the uh, the baking uh, mantle? I have not. No, no, <laughs> okay. no. Uh, not. Uh, I'll leave that for maybe for after the election. Okay. But um, all of the community service, um, yeah. the connections, the the I I truly believe I know that I'm the best uh, representation of this ward right now of the of the the past of the future and of the present and where it's going yeah so let's talk a little bit about the conversation that you had with yourself and your family about seeking uh, election you know why why um, the the why is is it's easy to answer and then mm -hmm. it's extreme it's it, you 
it's, then it's extremely hard to answer. Okay, well, here's your chance um, to do it's, both. <laughs> it's, um, I truly believe that we could use more representation, advocacy, transparency, and communication. We meaning Ward 2? Yes, okay. correct. Um, everybody says, and you and I probably hear this at least twice a day, that the city's at a turning point and a changing point, and I don't want to get lost in the shuffle with mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of development issues, mm -hmm. um, you know, from the roadways being paved to keeping the green spaces, um, and a lot of the issues we've been talking about for years, you know, the clubhouse, Faxon Park, Washington Street Corridor, these are all conversations that I remember former councillors having, and I haven't seen the resolve that I would like to see, and I haven't seen um, really the work put into that resolve. There, we're all, we all have limitations to, to our positions, but I haven't seen the work or, um, or put towards those efforts that I know I'm capable of and that I would put uh, front and center oh, okay. in, in my everyday life. And, and um, you know, I, as I've been saying, my, from campaigning, maybe it's a little more, uh, you know, talking and door knocking and uh, campaign related events, but my day doesn't change with respect to a city council seat. I, I truly think I will operate the exact same as I did in March, as I will in November, mm -hmm. whether or not I'm successful in this election. Okay. It, it, this, this, the Ward 2 City Council seat truly is an extension of my life um, up to this point and you know, generations of my family's life up to this point. And um, I think I am uniquely positioned to do the best job. So can we talk about that? So if you are elected, what, what is job one uh, for you on the City Council for, for Ward 2? Um, job one, uh, my top priority outside of, you know, just more transparency, communication, um, are taking care of the seniors. Mm. Um, I know you and I spoke um, a few months ago on all of the, the plans that are coming down the line for the seniors, namely at 1000 Southern Artery, and I want to make sure those are done to the level that, um, I would, that they deserve, that the seniors deserve. Um, and also that all of the, the promises that have been made to me are actually implemented. Um, by, the, by the management uh, of that organization? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, In terms of, I know, security cameras, uh, door locks, um, uh, traffic issues. Yes, uh, uh, security cameras. Yeah. Um, I actually received communication earlier this week that the, the contract has been approved um, and that they're just trying to pick a date with the, with the contractor to begin the installation. So that's great and very timely for, for, this, for this meeting. Yes. Um, and, um, you know, a number of smaller capital improvements, re-paving uh, the parking lots. Mm -hmm. Of course, there is a heightened sense of awareness for seniors walking with their bags and the groceries. And some seniors go grocery shopping once a month and they've got four or five, uh, you know, different trips up to their apartments. Uh, so the repaving of the parking lots, bigger speed bumps, larger speed bumps, keeping that cut through down um, was, was also important. New key systems, making sure that people don't have um, spare keys that they used to, that, that kind of thing. Okay. So that's number one. Um, and then number two, we get into issues like the four over clubhouse, which actually is a nice segue from, uh, from the seniors because I would love a senior center there, which I don't think is a surprise to anybody. It's been discussed for years. Yep. Um, I know two years ago, September, um, the end of this month, I, I hosted through the Civic Association, hosted a, um, a Ward 2 check-in. Um, and we were at a standstill with the clubhouse, and I know that some, we, we vote on the right side. I know uh, on the, when you walk in, I'm mm -hmm. sorry, for yep. those who don't know, when you walk into the Fort of clubhouse, mm -hmm. we vote to the right. Um, and that, that room, which we call um, the fireplace room, that's complete and, and can be rented out. But 
finishing it, um, getting a good solid uh, senior center satellite from the Kennedy Center. Um, there's probably going to be a lot of talk about that about that happening soon. It's an election year, so it seems like everything is on the horizon to be getting done miraculously. But um, really making sure that that program is foolproof and will last for a long time and stick around. I want to be part of every single conversation I can with respect to that because we have the most seniors in, in the ward and we're for the farthest away from the senior center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at from Quincy Point to Squanum, sometimes that can take you a half an hour. Depending on traffic on the boulevard, right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Is the clubhouse complete now? Is the renovation done there? Um, as far as I'm concerned, the, uh, it's not complete. Oh, at this, oh really? At, um, I actually... Uh, I'm not privy to a lot of the a lot of the conversations. Um, the last article that I read, it was almost almost um, completed. But the right side is open okay. for people to reserve it if they'd like. Yeah. Okay, um, and just outside the, the field, also underwent a pretty major renovation not too long ago. Yes, Has that yep. been working out well. Yes, yep. um, that people people um, frequent that park. Yep. Some families I know go there every day. Um, an ADA accessible park um, towards. The two uh, side streets, for those that don't know, that bookend the Fort River Fields are um, Harrison and Beechwood. So towards Beechwood, there's the ADA accessible uh, park um, that opened four or five years ago that people love. Um, Recently, actually, it was brought to my attention that there was um, the exit and the entrance was just open. And of course, it was it was a large probably a 10 foot um, for a wheelchair access. for a wheelchair access yeah. of course yeah. but then the the problem became that the people's uh, you know the kids were running in and out ah so okay so we did some work with that with the parks department which I was happy with um, through uh, the grants to the Civic Association over the last two years I've done a lot to the beaches uh, residents will notice um, a new 12 by 18 shade structure down at Mount Street Beach with all new picnic tables and uh, there's a, a, a wheelchair access kind of ramp over to it. Um, just keeping in mind the people that frequent the areas, you know, give families a, a somewhere to have lunch mm-hmm. while they're on the beach during the day. Also, the seniors in the area being able to enjoy it as well. Sure, out of the elements as well, which have there been a lot of elements <laughs> to yes. get out of this yep. season for sure. No kidding. What uh, what else does it need? Does it need anything else at Mount Street? Um, it, there, I would love to do a ton of work there. I mean, okay. it, and I will continue to to um, advocate for that area, for Avalon, for Mount Street, for the the two kind of um, community green spaces in Quincy Point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we also have Faxon Park yes. um, in, in Ward 2. Yeah, a meeting just not too long ago about plans to improve uh, there. What do you think about those? I thought the meeting went well. Yeah. Um, I think that it, um, it may have been a bit overdue. I think the money for Faxon Park came in uh, 2017 or 2018. So I know with COVID and trying to get stuff done and rally everybody, get on the same page, it takes a while. But again, um, it, it I would have done it a lot sooner, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. put some people's feet to the fire and make sure stuff gets done. Okay. Uh, Faxon Park, the the current proposals were for, the main proposals were for a new uh, pavilion mm-hmm. up there, which I think is great. And then um, I think the, the second largest money-wise uh, proposal was for a bathroom. So with the, with the bathrooms, I say um, the bathrooms are necessary, but I know at Four River, there are bathrooms that are are completed, but they're only open for for special events. I see. So um, I understand that the city has a some kind of an electronic lock system now, 
I would push for those bathrooms to be open from the summer, from Memorial Day to Labor Day, mm -hmm. you know, from eight to five mm -hmm. or eight to whenever sunset is again to Wallace and Beach um, with that lock system. And, and I really don't want to see that much money being spent on bathrooms that are never used. Okay. Um, I think that's that's pretty important up there as well. I guess we should remind folks what Ward 2 consists of, the actual geographical area. Because we're talking yes. about Faxon Park, and a lot of folks might be right. not familiar. That's part of it. It's in Ward 2. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Ward 2 is from the Four River Rotary um, down Washington Street. And then you loop up uh, behind Gennaro's, mm -hmm. down Quincy Ave as well. So Washington, Quincy Ave, behind Gennaro's to Faxon Park Road, all of Faxon Park, and Penn's Hill up to Braintree. So we actually border Braintree and Weymouth. Mm -hmm. And uh, I could be wrong, but I don't know any other ward that that may do that. I'm so not sure either. But I think I just thought of that. So don't, 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 <laughs> don't <laughs> crucify me if I'm wrong. But the point is, it's pretty diverse within its, it own, within its own geographical area. It's very diverse. Yeah. It's yeah. a very Washington Street quarter, very commercial, you know, very uh, very much developed. But the Penn Hill, Faxon Park area, very park-like, very rural, right? A residential. Yeah. Um, you know, young families, right. uh, families with young children, working professionals, close to the highway. They have great a great neighborhood group, Penn Hill Neighborhood Association. They're they're a fantastic group of young parents. Um, and it's been really nice. I, I've known a lot of them for a while, but it's been nice getting to know more of them through this process yeah. as well. Um, and then you get the Friends of Paxson Park, mm -hmm. and they also, um, they're a, a great group advocating for green space and conservation and preservation. And um, in, uh, and then in Quincy Point, you have, uh, it's a it's one of, if not, uh, I might be biased, but one of the most amazing places because it's so diverse. Mm. Um, I don't know anywhere else where there's a temple and a synagogue and a Brazilian church and a Protestant church and two Catholic churches and and then nationality wise um, it, it's er, people from every every different country or background yeah. um, that you can that you can think of. Well, so you mentioned the shipyard and that is part of the reason for that. Of so course, many folks came uh, to work there for so many years, right, and settled. Yes. Of course. How are the schools in Ward 2, Richard? Um, do there any glaring needs that you think uh, that the schools in the ward need? Well, piggybacking on kind of the diversity, the, the diversity, um, I won't even call it an issue because I think it's great, but the, the diversity, uh, the complexes that come along with that. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to see more uh, Quincy Public Schools now um, has um, different bilingual liaisons mm -hmm. for, for the system. Um, and I know that there is a need in, at at least at Point Webster, uh, I'm sure, at the Marshall as well, a need for um, the liaisons to be there uh, certain days a week. And um, I've actually s had some discussions about that, and I would love to further those to make sure that the language barriers um, are being taken care of. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are a lot of parents and families that don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that is the language, um, and that a lot of the maybe disciplinary or academic or behavioral problems could be cured with, you know, more communication and being able to cater to, to, to those families. Sure. To that end, you mentioned you'd communicate better with your constituents. So how? How would you do that? Uh, regular newsletters. Okay. Um, social media postings. Yep. Um, maintaining a, a mail distribution list. Um, I know getting paper mail newsletters out is very important, especially since we do have so many seniors that maybe don't have access to, to, to the internet or to email. So really getting um, substantive, important newsletters out 
I don't know. I, I would even suggest doing the monthly because hmm. um, just because there is so much going on. And I find that I find that families are or, or people that are um, maybe displeased with the city or aggravated by a certain issue, they, they're not educated on it. So there, there may be maybe filling them in doesn't help them. But sometimes it might, okay. you know, um, and making sure, you know, the local businesses are highlighted. We have so many great small restaurants and shops and um, really getting all of that out to people because the more, um, the more they know, the, the, the closer they feel to City Hall. And that really is the city councilor's job. Um, do you think in-person meetings would be viable as well? Definitely. Really? Yeah. Okay. So how often do you think? Quarterly. Okay. Yeah. I would do quarterly and, um, you know, that'd be a great, great use of the clubhouse, of course, um, and doing them, doing them closer to people's homes because of the mobility issues and, sure. and making sure they're accessible. But um, also, you know, with respect to community meetings mm -hmm. and development and I ha have a, a great relationship with a lot of the developers and a lot of the attorneys for the developers. And that's not to say that I would, you know, that I, anybody gets, would be getting special treatment or I, I just blanketly like projects because of who's, I, I truly don't. And I think everybody knows that, but I want to be a part of those conversations as, as early as possible. So like, you know, there, there there's, sh there's some, some uh, shakeups on Washington street, probably coming down the pike. Um, and I want to be a part of those conversations as early. I want to be able to say, what are the rough plans? Where is this going? The people, the earlier the people know, the less um, aggravated they may be, or they feel like they're a part of, of that community process. Okay. Yep. Um, if you are elected, um, zoning will be one of the major issues that sure. you'll deal with on the city council. Yep. Do you think there need to be changes or amendments to the current zoning regulations? Um, I hope so, but yeah. um, I don't... I don't know where, where the other counselors are on it, mm -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. um, I would hope to see some changes, yes. I, I know for for Ward 2, you have Residential B, um, which they're all, most of the homes are, you know, two, three stories. Mm -hmm. um, so you might see a single family, be turn, be, and then their proposal is to make it a two family. A lot of those are allowed because people don't understand that that's just how, how, how a lot of the ward is owned. Um, but I would like to see some changes to that as well, yes. Okay. One of the major issues you would face uh, if elected is uh, the administration's plans to lease the Granite Links golf course to Quarry Hills Associates for 99 years. Correct. Um, do you want to comment on that? Uh, sure. I, I, um, I attended the community meeting on it back in June. I believe it was May or June. Um, I think if we take a step back from that and, and realize that it was at one point a landfill. We do have great restaurants on it. It's it's a it's a beautiful course. You have great views of Boston. It is truly an amenity to the city. If we start there, the conversation becomes a little easier. Um, I wouldn't approve the 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 lease or the proposal as it is right now. Um, I think that we need to do a little more digging into the math and and what the city's getting. But I also think it's a good it's a good time to do that because there you know. There's a lot of uh, movement in the city to to keep to try to retain families and keep them happy, and if we can revisit all of those proposals that were guaranteed 20 years ago and make sure they get done now, then I mean, I, I maybe I see it as the glass is half full, but it's a good time to make sure that that stuff gets done, the walking trails and 
and you know the parks and um, and hopefully that brings everybody to the table and and that gives everybody the resolve that they need have you thought about what committees you'd like to serve on if you are elected um, I actually haven't I I um, I haven't given too much thought to the committees. Okay. Well, by de facto, you'd be on the Finance Committee and, and the Ordinance Committee. Yes, of so course. So those two are committees at the whole. Uh, how do you think your experience as an attorney would translate um, into serving on the City Council? I think it would translate very well. I mean, a, as a litigation, you know, you're, even in my family law cases, you're, you're talking to your clients all the time. You're always accessible. You're always on. Um, and you're a part of of you become a part of your clients lives sometimes in complex matters mm -hmm. so understanding statutes and rules and regulations and being able to argue case law is one thing and I, I think that I would be able to to bring all of that to the council but then also um, communicating with your neighbors and your constituents and and making sure that they know who you are where you are have your phone number um, I know a lot of people that just want to be heard mm -hmm. and they they might even know that you can't solve all their problems but you're listening and one day you might be able to and maybe some of their concerns will make it into a different conversation that will something will come of them and and a, lo a lot of people uh, I know appreciate that can we go back to the shipyard for a minute it's sure. probably un arguably one of the most undeveloped pieces of land within the city of Quincy really yes um, do you have any visions hopes uh, desires for that piece of property in the future the Visions, hopes, or desires. I, I'm trying to think. I, I think anything better than anything is better than what it is. What it is now, to okay. be honest with you, uh, I will say I have a good relationship with uh, Jay Cashman, who who of course owns a lot of that land, um, and I would. I've, I want to protect the USS Salem and all of Margaret LaForest's endeavors with the, with the Salem um, and um, make sure that the area is what is the, the perfect mix of, of the history and um, of the future of the city. Maybe mm -hmm. it is more development and restaurants. Um, and I think if that is met with a good level of conservation and green space uh, that'd be palatable to a lot of the to a lot of the people over there and a lot of the residents over there you also have winter street which uh of course um neighbor works mm -hmm. and caritas do a lot of work over there now um had a great meeting with the folks at neighbor works last month about the proposals that they have to continue on their mission for affordable housing and if that is ends up being the hub of affordable housing in the city i also um kind of agree with with it with their projects and, and how they how they look, how they feel, how they add to the aesthetic, and also that um, they may be tucked away from from people that uh, you know may not be may not want to live next to uh, affordable housing units or buildings. Um, I I do think that the um, entities that are building them do an incredible job at at maintaining them and and cater to an, a huge need, um, but. I think that's a great spot for all those buildings as well. So keeping that in mind, keeping the development of the shipyard in mind and juxtaposing that with affordable housing, um, I think it's a delicate conversation, but I think it can certainly be done. Sure. Um, been out door knocking? Uh, I have. What are folks telling you? Folks are telling me uh, that the, you know, top of the, top of the list, mm -hmm. streets, mm -hmm. um, getting the streets, getting their streets redone, taxes, um, you know, 
residential tax breaks and senior tax breaks. I know a lot of the issues are around wh when was the, the last time that the uh, percentage for tax deductions was increased. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a long, I think it was a while back. I, I want to say the early 2000s. Um, so I'd be interested in, in continuing to dig into that as well. Okay. Would um, you support a residential exemption? Yes, yes. of course. Okay. Yep. What else are they telling you? Um, let's see. They wanted, a lot of it is, uh, when is this going to be done? What's happening with that property? I didn't know about, oh. I didn't know about this meeting. How's, how's that development going? Um, and, which is good because um, I, I do um, know a lot of those answers. So mm -hmm. that's, been, that's been nice. And then um, a lot of people that just want to know who to contact or where to go or, um, yeah, it's been, it's been good. Uh, going forward, what's the campaign strategy, Richard? Going forward, um, going forward, what's the campaign strategy? So, I um, actually this Friday is going to kick off a mini event series that I'm planning. It's um, the Fall Fridays Food Truck and Music, and that's six to eight, two engagements. Uh, this week is at Faxon Park, excuse me, and then. Switch to Four River, Fax and Four River. So it's four Fridays, six to eight. Uh, be a get together of you know some music. We have an I have an entertainer coming every every Friday night. A food truck, uh, Craig's Cafe will be there for adult beverages. Uh, the food trucks are Mom on the Go, South Shore Taco Guy. We've got dessert trucks, and that really is to get people out on uh, you know back to school now. The, the families, they, the parents want something to do on Friday nights. And I think a lot of the neighborhoods have good luck with retaining neighborhood associations and regular weekly, namely Marymount. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have a great neighborhood association and I know um, they all you know, meet every Friday night. So I would love to be able to begin something like that. And that just it, that, that is both in an effort to get people out, hear about more about my campaign, sure, but also it's, it's kind of bigger than that. It's, it's get, get to know your neighbors, um, you know, makes make friends. Maybe maybe you see people you haven't seen in a while. That's also been um, a highlight of the campaign so far is seeing people that I have maybe haven't seen in a while, or friends of my family, or friends of my friends of my mom, or my uncles, and they all come. They all come. They come to a standout, and then they end up going to a barbecue after. And that's that's awesome. That's 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 truly um, warm my heart. Certainly, sure. Uh, is there a website for folks? Uh, there is. Okay. Uh, RichardAshforQuincy.org is okay. my website. Um, the Fall Fridays Food Truck and Music kicks off this Friday, uh, September 15th, September 22nd, September 29th, and October 6th. I have a final push fundraiser at Coops on October 12th. Uh, I've tried really hard to bring some business to each of the restaurants in the ward and then in the neighborhood. Um, and we're going to end that endeavor uh, with uh, one last get-together at Coops. Um, and um, election is November 7th. That's right, yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like to let folks know about you and your campaign right now? Um, I humbly ask for everybody's, everybody's support. Um, I, I know that I am the best uh, person for this job and it truly is, uh, it's been an honor receiving the support um, over the last four months. Uh, I don't take one, one person's support or handshake or conversation or confidences. I don't take any of that for granted at all. 
Um, I will continue to work to represent everybody in the ward. Um, and really, this, these last four months have just been the beginning. So um, I'm thankful and appreciative to, to everybody at the city who has helped me help constituents. Um, a, lot of that, a lot of that's um, a, a key to having good relationships with people, with the, with the powers that be, as they say, um, where, um, and, and helping constituents with issues. Um, and really, I, I plan to be more proactive than reactive. I, I plan to go out and get businesses for Washington Street. I plan to start conversations that aren't being started. I have no, I don't want to just circulate, I, I shouldn't say just, I don't want to circulate, uh, you know, zoning board meeting minutes um, and kind of the, the, the everyday, the obligations. The seed is what you make it. Um, the seed is also my life, so I will make it my life, and I truly believe and hope that everybody, um, that that comes off as genuine. It, it certainly is, and I truly hope for everyone's support on November 7th. Well, appreciate you stopping by to tell us your story, and you. uh, we'll see you on the campaign trail. Thanks, Joe. You're very welcome. Thank you for watching us here at AM Quincy. I'm Joe Catalano. We will see you next time.